Preparing to delve in three, two, one. Has anyone ever noticed how cold it is in mines? I really feel like someone should have told me, Oh, hi! Welcome back to the Citanium Mine. I am, of course, Citanium, and on this episode, I wanted to talk about a game that I find to be very special, called Spirit Fair. For pronunciation reasons, Spirit Fairer. The whole idea of Spirit Fair is very innovative. Basically, uh, you play Stella and her cat, I think it's a cat, called Daffodil, and they are now in essentially the spirit world, and Sharon, you know, the ferryman, has uh, tasked them with basically taking over the job uh, to ferry these spirits to what is referred to as the Ever Door, at which point their spirits literally leave, leave the spirit world and move on fully. So basically, this is a game about death. Aren't you glad about the tone that this is going to be taking? Uh, according to the Steam page, its description that they give is pretty great. Spiritfarer is a cozy management game about dying. So think about that for a second. <laughs> Welcome to winter. <laughs> it has come. What does that actually mean? Well, basically, you encounter this series of spirits that you find as you travel on a boat that you slowly upgrade so that it's bigger and you can put more stuff on it. Stuff both to house the various spirits that you meet and upgrade their places, but also so that you can build orchards and you can build like a foundry and make ores and all sorts of stuff like that. Sort of the kind of thing that you imagine seeing in a Stardew Valley or any other kind of, you know, management sim like that. But it's all done on a boat while you're traveling around to different islands and doing a lot of exploration and some light platforming. So it's actually pretty cool being able to upgrade your boat so that you can get to new areas of the map and uncover new things to collect, uh, ores to mine, trees to cut, berries to forage for. In the spirit of being able to cook new recipes and, you know, make new things that allow you to upgrade different buildings on your boat. And this allows you to complete new side objectives and eventually make all of these spirits happy. And allow those friends of yours, these spirit friends, to go off into the afterlife when you release them at the Everdoor. The interesting and kind of ironic thing I find about this game is that for a game that's really all about death, you actually can't die yourself. There is no health bar. There is no life total. You can't take damage. It's not that kind of game. Uh, there's a lot of different things where you know, oh, there's a dragon, but you're not actually fighting the dragon. You're actually doing a platforming challenge on top of the dragon. Uh, there's a lightning, but you're actually trying to catch the lightning bolts because if you have bottles, it becomes lightning in a bottle, and you can use those in different recipes. It's not trying to actually kill you off, even though it's all about death, which I think is really funny, but it also makes perfect sense for what they're trying to accomplish here. 
I really want to talk about the graphics. I definitely do, because the graphics on this are marvelous. This looks like hand-drawn cell animation from start to finish. Everything you see just looks like it was those the cells that you used to get from like animation houses, like your Disney. Everything is built like that, from the old-school style of animation it's even on a level where it feels brighter and more colorful and more lived in than like a cuphead was but you can kind of imagine a cuphead and then you get an idea for what they were going for for the look and feel of this game and the music like it's not a particularly long score but the different individual pieces that they do are very nice and have a lot of personality to them as well then we actually get to the spirits themselves. All of these spirits, you can tell, were people once upon a time, and some of them Stella knew, and, and maybe some of them she did not know, but they all take the form of animals, and that's kind of cool, uh, because you imagine that the animals are sort of like their spirit animals, and that's what they inhabit. You get to learn a lot more about their stories, about your relationship to them, and, uh, you know, it really does give you this personal sense of who they are and where they're coming from, and ultimately, what you're going to leave when you have to let them go. And there's probably a lot of people that would play this game that actually didn't want to take anybody to the Everdoor. The thing about it is, is that you actually need to in order to progress. When one of your uh, spirits passes through the Everdoor, they leave a flower, and you actually need some of these spirit flowers to upgrade your boat enough that you can go to the other areas of the game on the seas. So that you can cut through the ice, eventually cut through the rocks, but you do need spirit flowers in order to do that. So you're going to have to ferry some of these spirits along. And this is where I want to be just really upfront with people about how I feel about a game. I really loved this game. I played it until the very end. I saw every sequence where you take someone to the Everdoor, including the very last one, which by the time you're at that point in the game, you will find it to be a very emotional experience. Not afraid to admit that. <laughs> and the entire time I was playing, I kept thinking about how beautifully done this game was from front to back it's just really terrific in its execution it feels so vibrant even though the subject matter might be kind of dark it's very hopeful in its tone and with its characters it really makes you want to explore even further side note and i don't want to give away any spoilers here but if you do play, and there's that point where they tell you this is the point of no return, understand, I want to just let people know that you can go and do that, and it will return you to the point uh, before that so that you can continue playing if you just want to see what happens at the very end, and you can continue doing stuff in the game. I like to tell people about that because sometimes I feel people don't want to actually see the end because they're worried that it's going to ruin their experience for further play. It doesn't happen here. Like, the platforming elements are really nice, especially when you're exploring the different islands that you go to, and you get to do some quests for different spirits that are inhabiting those islands, do collection quests, all sorts of good stuff. But the real selling point, of course, is to actually talk to those spirits that you are supposed to ferry off until the afterlife, and those connections that you make, and finding out who they are, 
is a real treat and has some great story beats to it. It is not without its share of problems. They're light, but they are definitely there. For instance, when you have to do some of the little mini games on your boat, like the collecting lightning thing, or uh, you know anything where you have to kind of go around the boat and collect stuff. Uh, it depending on how you've built your boat, because you can build in a vertical and a horizontal fashion. Depending on how big a grid you've made, your your boat upgrades and you have more space to build things. You you will find yourself in a lot of places where you need to get to a certain point, but there's just a bunch of ladders and platforms, and how am I going to get there? You really have to understand how you can streamline the experience better by how you're building it. I did find that it was kind of a pain to get around the boat if I really needed to, especially as your boat gets bigger and bigger. It becomes very hard to actually get to these events and do them effectively. Additionally, although the animation is terrific, I probably didn't need to see the same animation every time I go to cut down a tree or every time I decide to, you know, process some ore. I really didn't need to see those. Having an option so that I don't have to go through the entire sequence of looking at me putting on my spirit mitts so that I can get into the oven and take out my dish, it starts to just be a little bit repetitive because you are still, even though you can do this for as long as you want, you are still kind of on a clock for your day before it it becomes night. Not having to deal with like those individual animations and stuff would have helped out with time management. And of course, there are going to be some spirits that you care more about than others. Uh, I met one or two where I was kind of like, all right, you are here. I guess that's something. And they are more toward the end of the game. So it wasn't that big a deal. But I, I just felt like there were some much stronger characters. There was actually one that kind of hard not to like, and then it's sort of abrupt what happens <laughs> with that particular character. And I was like, oh, I guess that's over now. But I would really consider it an experience more than a game. Uh, the game part of it, where you're actually, you know, building stuff on your boat and exploring stuff in the different islands, is very fun. Doing things to get your upgrades and that's neat that's great but the experience of it all and what it's trying to do to teach people or really express what it is to deal with loss in some way is really its key selling point and it does that really well i really cannot stress it enough though it is definitely an emotional experience and considering there is no actual voice acting, it's all told through speech bubbles, and Stella doesn't really even have speech uh, herself, you might think that it's kind of odd that you would get so emotionally connected to a character. But since you are sort of using her as your avatar, it really is an emotional experience for you more than anything else. I was really enthralled with this game. I think everybody should give it a try. It's actually on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, if you don't have that, you can also find it on Steam and other platforms. And realistically, it's even well worth the money because it's actually a pretty lengthy game. And considering you can continue playing it and doing some of the other little quests around, there's there's more than what I actually played through. Uh, I did want to see that I had gotten everybody safely through the Everdoor and see the final scenes. 
but I probably spent a good 15-20 hours playing it all together, and that's actually pretty sizable for an independent game like this. This was probably one of the biggest surprises I had of the year, and it was a welcome one. And I kind of needed that, you know, very personal reinforcement and, and something that was really nice and felt lived in like this, uh, because the year's been, yeah. And sometimes we need a little bit of catharsis in our life. This is definitely that catharsis. I think people, if you did not get a chance to play it before, you really should play it now. And so this is actually the part of the episode where I would talk about other games that are similar to this, maybe alternatives that you might try. And I don't really know if there's anything in particular that I would pick over this for the kind of experience that it has. But if you were looking for something else that's in essentially the management sim game sort of thing, I'm not going to go bother telling you about Stardew Valley. If anyone knows me, they know it's like one of my top 10 games, and I, I really love it. But no one needs to be sold on that. I will, however, tell you about one that I, I have played. I've played it all the way to the end, and I was actually quite impressed with it. And it's called My Time at Porsche. If you haven't gotten a chance to play that, it is a management sim where you are taking over your father's workshop and you're meeting all of the people in town and, you know, building stuff, essentially. It's more about building than about gardening. And I really enjoyed it. I played that for a lot of hours, more hours than I reasonably should have. But just being able to build up the town of Portia and, you know, become part of this community and then see essentially your end game is uh, pretty great. And it, it looks really nice, very colorful, very lively, uh, almost cartoonish. I very much enjoyed it, and I would definitely recommend it for anybody who likes the Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, any kind of management sim like that, if you hadn't gotten a chance to check it out. And so, I am going to have to be a fairy master of a very different kind, and load you into this cart, and have you go back up to the land of the living. It's actually like reverse spirit fare in this regard. I'm not taking you off to the afterlife. I'm taking you off to just life. Enjoy your experience up there. There will be a constellation with your image on it at the end. You look really hard. You kind of got to squint for that one. <laughs>